Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 37 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. An historic episode. This is only the second time Mr. Armando Ramirez and I are recording together in person. And this is our first episode in Denver, Colorado. Yep. Armando's new home. Yeah. We've been on hiatus because, uh, well, because my fucking place still isn't furnished and we just kind of been, you've been busy with shit and I've started work. So it's kind of like, when the fuck are we going to have time to record this? It can't be during the week. It's it's kind of furnished. You have like an eight hundred pound coffee table and a two thousand pound dining room table. Yeah, yeah. I like how they 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 uh, they match. Yeah, the matching stone. That's why, that's why they're so heavy. So that's exciting. You're you're getting there slowly but surely. You're, you're getting your nesting going. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I f- I still f- I, it feels like home, but not a hundred percent. Feels like home. This is of course on the heels of our our Flagstaff trip. So it's it's been interesting. I think this might be the longest amount of time like I've ever spent around you in our whole life Um, because even in college we'd kind of go our separate ways during the day but we spent a bunch of time in Flagstaff uh, and then the week following and one of the things I noticed is you like making a lot of premises sure if that makes sense you know like there's there's like different parts to a joke like there's the premise then there's the setup and then there's the punchline Mm -hmm. so like one of this is one of my favorite jokes was a Chris Rock joke where he says you don't need no gun control. That's the premise, like, that you don't need gun control. The setup is, you don't need gun control, you need bullet control. That's right. I think all bullets cost $5,000. That's the setup. And then the punchline is, bullets cost $5,000, there would be no more innocent bystanders. Punchline. So, like, you make a lot of premises. We're like, it's like the beginning of the joke. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm usually like, what the where's, where's what, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? But we never get to the end of the joke. One of the things, and and I think I think this is my interpretation. This is what I believe. You could tell me I'm wrong. I think though, in the back of your mind, since you are moving to Denver, which is certainly a a whiter city than a Los Angeles, you know, certainly not the whitest city in the country. It's it not. It's it is not a. Uh, a Portland or a Seattle or a, an Austin, Texas, but whiter than Los Angeles for sure. I think that's sort of in the back of your mind. And so you've, you've been almost making white people jokes. It's more white people premises. <laughs> like, like uh, I'm trying to think, like one of the, the like white people premises that you had was white people don't like spicy food. And, and I remember you saying that. I'm like, okay, but, you know, there are some white people. To, well, to be fair, it was, I was reading... Like spice, like it's like there's like levels to it. So there's like white people hot, and then probably like I don't know Mexican hot, and then there's like Indian hot. Yeah, <laughs> well, and and I think that's a pretty good premise because like ge- generally that is true. I mean, I, and I think like this isn't a great joke, but this would be you, you could kind of if you're trying to Chris Rockify that and you know go all the way through and get to the punchline, it would be like like white people don't like spicy food like you have that there's that talk show hot ones where they're just eating progressively more and more spicy things uh-huh. and like kind of just talking shit and for, for mexicans that's called lunch yep like that would i don't i think that would be probably the most boring episode of hot ones ever it would be a mexican there would be the interviewer just dying drinking milk and the mexican would be like all right 
when do we get to the spicy one? Yeah. Pretty accurate. I mean, you've also had some ones that I, I thought probably weren't the greatest premises. The one that I did object to, I was like, whoa, hold on. Hold on, Mondo. Slow up. Slow up. I think you're a little bit off. Was you, you were like, yeah, white women have really small breasts. I mean, that's like statistical and measurable. It's like, I don't know how to break this to you, but all these like black athletes are not marrying white women just for their personalities. I think like probably number one, it's they want someone to deal with the cops if they get pulled over in traffic. And number two, it's because white women like statistically do have the largest breasts in the world. Uh, so that's why I was like, ah, not a great premise, bud. And, but I, this is the thing though. And this is where it kind of, something you'd actually said separate from that sort of, reminding me I'm like right like you've you've kind of been in the socal bubble we were talking off air and you're like well yeah i haven't actually traveled that much you haven't seen that many states and i realized oh shit like part of your problem of your white people joke making is you're just not familiar with all the different types of white people because i think in this country there's a lot more variety and there's certainly different type of hispanic people but like when i make mexican jokes i'm usually saying mexican i'm not saying hispanic because i you know we had a, a Puerto Rican people where I grew up and there's some cultural similarities for sure, but there's also like a lot more differences. Um, so like in that, in that vein, Mondo, I've created for you a Jeopardy like game show that I call know your white people. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, I, I like it. Now you're like, you're like, Oh my God, I'm realizing how fucking stupid this is. You're you West. We're on the same page. So Mondo, to, to, this, to this effort, so you can uh, get a little bit more acquainted with, with the white people of this country. Are you ready to play? No, you're white people. Yeah, but I got a question. Is this, <laughs> oh this going to be like multiple choice, or do I just have to know? This, this is Jeopardy style. Okay, fuck. I'm going to give you the answer. You need to answer in the form of a question. The only category is white people. <laughs> I would probably start with 100. Mondo, the board is yours. Wait, I was hoping to do potent potables. That is not a category uh, in Know Your White People. The only category in Know Your White People is white people. So, yeah, okay. The I, board is yours. I uh, suggest you select the $100 sure. question. Sure. All right, Trebek. So, what, so which one do you want? Uh, I'll, take, I'll take Know Your White People for 100 Alex. Excellent. The answer is... White women with this hair color statistically have the largest breasts in the world. Uh, blondes? I guess Norwegian. What, what are Norwegians? Or what are blondes? Whatever. That is correct. Blonde. You got it. Yeah, if, if, you, if you look at, again, if you look at who the, the rappers and black athletes are marrying, usually blonde women. And that's, that's one thing. So, so I think I actually did look this up because I wasn't sure. Dude, that was one just anecdotally kind of in my memory. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of blonde women with big breasts. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, like Swedish women, biggest breasts in the world. Polish women also up there. Uh, you, you might not have known that because probably the Polish women you're familiar with are, are the MMA fighters, which that's just a, a whole different category. Um, and to, to be fair... I, I do wonder if there's some, some white people cheating going on in those statistics because, I, you know, obviously there's a lot of blonde women in California whose uh, hair isn't actually blonde and whose breast isn't that big because they, they do have the performance-enhancing silicone. So that, that might skew the statistics a little bit. And, of course, like, um, white women in the South have diabetes and that also might 
adjust the statistics a little bit. A little, little extra breast fat there. But yeah, that's, that is true. Statistically, uh, United States women, and I, I would guess blondes, definitely help that stat. Largest in the world. That was uh, white, white uh, women with blonde hair for 100. Mondo, board is yours. I'll take uh, 300. The answer for $300. Crawfish etouffee is a favorite dish of these white people who are notorious for their love of spicy food. What are uh, Louisianans? I don't know. Is that a fucking word? Ooh, partial credit for that. That's almost what we're looking for. I don't know the fucking right word. We're going to give that to him. We were looking for who are Cajuns. Who are Cajuns? So you're correct. that The largest uh, Cajun population does live in Louisiana. They were French descendants. If, if you're looking at uh, white people cuisine, it, most of it comes from you know, different European delicacies. Uh, and of course, you know, English, Scottish, and Irish food, notoriously bland. And, but once you get you know, to French and Italian, then you start getting a little bit more of a flavor palette, a little bit more spices added in. And somehow French cuisine, once it, it sort of played the, the telephone game via Canada and then all the way down to Louisiana, ended up spicy as fuck. So... Gumbo, super spicy, and then apparently, because I, I didn't know, I, I had to look up what was the spiciest Cajun dish, and apparently crawfish etouffee. I want to have some of that shit, and I'll be the judge of it. That's tough, because we probably would have to go all the way to Louisiana uh, to get it. I've had, uh, like, uh, Louisiana hot chicken. That was that was, that was was pretty spicy. I like that. That was good. I mean, it was oh, have alley. you been to Louisiana? No, no, but there's like restaurants that have Louisiana uh, hot chicken. Like, sure, but there's also restaurants that have quote unquote Mexican food. But is it like authentic and as spicy as you would get? I don't know. I I would assume that they did the homework. I don't know. That Maybe they, they did or didn't. I, I would guess depending on where it is, it's probably toned down a little bit because they want it to suit the population surrounding. Um, um, well, there's one in LA that was actually on Hot Ones for it okay. being fucking hot as shit. So there you go, uh, dude. I, I'd be. We, we were already amassing a list of places we both like to go. You said Japan. I'd love to go there. And I've been through Louisiana, but I've never stopped in New Orleans. Never been to Cajun country. So that, that was uh, white people for three hundred. Board is yours, Mr. Ramirez. Well, let's do five hundred. Five hundred. These white people count college football, state fairs, and cornhole among their favorite pastimes. What are southern white people? I don't know. We're going to give you that one. I would have also accepted who are Midwesterners. Um, there's actually th- that, that part of uh, white people culture, I think there's a big crossover. So, you know, state fairs, college football, huge in the South, huge in the Midwest, you know, it's going to be a difference of, of kind of what conference they're rooting for. But do you know what cornhole is? Yeah, I've played it a million times. Okay. I wasn't sure how far that had spread because the first time I ever saw it was in Ohio. And in Ohio, like that's, it's like, yeah, you have a barbecue, you, they go out in the backyard, they play cornhole. Um, you know, like there are people who are making cornhole boards and like selling them out of their houses and stuff like that. And I had just also never been someplace that cared that much about college sports. We've got so that was that was white people for five hundred. We're working our way through Mondo. You're doing you're doing well. You're doing well, but you can really bring it home here. And I should have mentioned 
This segment is sponsored by Lululemon. Lululemon, the preferred clothing apparel of white women everywhere. Mondo, you're playing for a $10 gift certificate to Lululemon and a $10 donation to the charity of your choice. Expensive uh, leggings and showing that you're, you're, you're giving and donating to charity. Two favorite pastimes of white people everywhere. All right. Uh, so are we on 600 yeah. Okay. That one. This is this is an easy one. When referring to tea, these white people mean black tea with a lot of sugar, also known as sweet tea. I'm totally gonna guess here. What are Texans? I don't know. Oh, you know what? I don't know if Texans drink sweet tea. We 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 Yeah they do. Alright, we're gonna give you that one. That we were looking for who are Southerners. That is a southern thing, but it might have made its way as far as Texas. Yeah, in Texas, you can get sweet tea or unsweet tea just about everywhere you go. Yeah, but in in the South, if you say, I want some tea, they're going to give you some diabetes tea. Mm, got it. There, there, <laughs> there's a reason that the South is just like chronically overweight. I think, I think if I remember correctly, the fattest, not, not P-H-A-T, the just regular old F-A-T, fattest state in the entire country is Mississippi. And uh, I think, like, that whole state is morbidly obese at this point. And, but, like, if every glass of tea you drink has, like, eight cups of sugar, yeah, that'll, that'll get you some diabetes real quick. That's good. Armando picks up another category. Uh, let me keep focused. Mondo, the board is yours. We, that was white people for 600. Let's go with 700. The answer, these white people commonly found in Ohio and Pennsylvania are regulars at farmer's markets and often used as cheap laborers. I, I'm, I don't have an answer. I don't, I don't know what that is. We were looking for who are the Amish. Hmm. That was a tough one. We're getting some tougher questions here, Mondo. Don't feel bad. That, that's a very specific group of white people. Amish are really good carpenters. So you, you would occasionally see, especially, you know, not as much in like the, the Philadelphia suburbs, but when you get a little bit farther out, you'd see uh, houses that were going up and it was just like all Amish crews. You'll, you always see them around like uh, Pennsylvania farmer's markets, like just selling stuff. They'll set up little stands. Yeah, that's what threw me off because when you said a farmer's market, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, hippies? Like, I don't, it just... Yeah. Well, so it was, it was the tandem. And then as far as laborers, yeah, man, as far, like, because there's a whole thing about Amish barn raising, but, you know, you go out to Lancaster, that's how most people who are not from the area will say Lancaster, but in, in uh, the Pennsylvania, it's Lancaster, like Lancaster County, like that area, you'll see houses going up where it's just an Amish crew and they're just, they're very, very good laborers are you saying that the home depots in pennsylvania are not full of mexicans it's all amish people <laughs> i don't I'm, uh, that'd be hilarious i i just just side of the road like big beards and i it would be i think it also would be funny if they the signs they said they carried said trabajo just so <laughs> trabajo trabajo yeah did i wait say it one more time trabajo trabajo you're adding like an i you're like aijo yeah. or something i don't know whatever it's subtle Words that white people can't pronounce is a category on next week's show. I, you know what? I didn't really ever go to Home Depot when I was in the, the Pennsylvania area. So, I, I, you know what? Next time I'm there, I'm going to have to confirm. That was white people for 700. These are going to get tougher. The board is still yours. 800. The answer. 
on average, these white people have even more babies than Mexican-Americans. Hmm. I'm gonna. This is a guess. I, the, I where are, who are the Irish? Wow, that was so, a, just I just guessed. So so we're we're definitely giving you credit for that. We were we were, what we were looking for was who are Irish Catholics. Mm. We would have also accepted Catholics. I think that's that's this sort of part of uh, the culture. And I, there are some some. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's some uh, Mexican Americans who are also Catholic. Um, so maybe there's a cultural link there. But yeah, man, if if uh, you're in a, a like a poor white neighborhood in you know like Boston, a lot a lot of kids in those houses. On average, I think statistically, white people are having fewer and fewer children. You know, I, whatever the number used to be, like two point three kids per household, and it's, it's that number has been going down. Uh, not with the Irish Catholics at all. Mondo, that was an eight hundred dollar question. You're on fire. The board is still yours. Close it out strong, Mr. Ramirez. All right, let's go. A thousand. These states made up of 80.46% white people and 84% white people have the most and the least guns per capita in the United States. Let me repeat that again. There's a lot of numbers there. These states made up of, actually, I switched that up. These states made up of 84% white people and 80.4% white people have the most and the least guns per capita in the United States. So I got to guess two states? You have to guess the state that has the most and the state that has the least guns per capita in the United States. I'm going to say the state with the most is probably Texas. The state with the least, I uh, fucking Washington. All right. This was a, this was a tough one. Uh, the state with the most by a lot was Wyoming, and they have one hundred ninety five point seven guns per one thousand citizens, and that that's registered guns. So I'm I'm assuming that number might be significantly higher. And the state with the least is Rhode Island with 3.8 guns per 1,000 citizens. And that's it's funny. It's like a huge just sort of culture. That's not even like really as much of a, an, you know, an ethnic uh, difference. That's just a cultural difference by state. Yeah, like in the, in the Northeast, gun culture, gun culture is just not nearly as big of a thing. I think when most like stand-up comedians, especially like late 90s stand-up comedians, when they're talking about like, whoa, white people, usually what they mean are sort of like college-educated suburban white people, which, which also would largely be like white Anglo-wasps, white anglo oh my God, I can't pronounce the word, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. But yeah, like college-educated white people. And when I thought about it, I was like, man, those are probably most of the white people that you've known, right? Yeah. And it makes sense. And the ones from Whittier too. So like, yeah, that's a select group. Maybe I get a, I, I'm getting a little bit too focused on all the differences and everything like that, but... I think for comedy, that's a, a, a fun space to play in, in, in some ways. I like punchlines. That's what I'm asking for, Mondo. Maybe, maybe what I have to do is when I hear a premise from you, I'm like, I need to think of the punchline. That will be entertaining for me. Is that, it, would that get annoying if, if I'm trying to like tag your jokes? No, you do you. We got a, 
We got a different kind of white man that wasn't part of your uh, game show. That <laughs> no, I left I left them out special because I was like, we're going to talk about them later. At, at one point, I thought they were going to be an answer. So I kind of, I had that one, like there was a compartment. I was like, this one's going to be an answer. This one's going to be an answer. And it was never an answer. I was That was, that, that disappointed me. But at least it leaves it open for our next segment. Florida man. The headline is... Florida man exposes himself to Walmart shoppers. We both didn't really read the article. We're going to read it together. I guess I'm going to read it for the both of us right now. And then uh, we can look at his picture and, and give our uh, give our opinion of what, what he looks like. An elderly Florida man is accused of exposing his genitals to horrified Walmart shoppers while riding a motorized scooter inside the store, police said Friday. Uh, so Wait, so real quick, I want to interject. It. You should not be that horrified. If you're going to Walmart and you see some guy expose his genitals, like that should be, you know, a much larger list of things that you're kind of half expecting to happen. I mean, like if if some guy, if I saw some guy expose his genitals, if I saw someone squat in the middle of an aisle, take take a dump, like these are all things I'd be like, yeah, okay, this is this is on brand for Walmart. Like I'm not shocked. So, you know, I, I probably wouldn't like stick around and you know. See what she decided to wipe her butt with, but I would not be horrified. It's Walmart. Know what you're getting into. Cops were called to the scene Thursday after numerous witnesses saw the suspect, identified as 80 year old Hoyt Neely. <laughs> I like his name, Hoyt, uh, riding around the store with a hole in the crotch area of his pants, according to police. The subject would then pull his sexual organ through that hole, fondling and exposing it to victims, police said in a statement. Uh, wait, so I, I love the fact, the, the thing that I zeroed in on is in the statement, they, they wrote down his sexual organ. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I'm assuming it was his, his penis. I mean. Yeah, yeah. We, we haven't, they, they just, in the headline, it just says exposed himself, and now we have sexual organ, but that's, that's a weird lack of specificity in their language. The accused perv was arrested and booked into the Levy County Jail before being released a few hours later. Police said Neely matches description, the description of a subject to perform the same acts inside the same store. Despite previous complaints about the man, his identity had not been confirmed until this week, authorities said. Thursday's incident happened in Chiefland, about 40 miles west of Gainesville. Uh, one last little line. We would like to remind the public to always be aware of, of your surroundings everywhere you go, even in our small community, police said. Wait, so so how this this is this is a question. How did they identify him? Because I would like to imagine that there was just one really traumatized Walmart shopper that they brought into the station. There there was just like a, a, a police lineup of just old men's dicks. And she's, <laughs> and she, she's looking at them like, All right, can I can I see dick number one, please? Dick no, that's 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 too wrinkly. Dick number two, no, that's not wrinkly enough. And they're like Dick number three, no, the balls need to be hanging way, way, way <laughs> lower than that. Dick number four, yep, that's just the right amount of wrinkles, and the balls are only half a foot down from the oh, base shit. of the shaft. That's our guy. <laughs> oh, no, that's horrible. That's horrible. If you look at the, 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 the picture of this dude, like he looks like Dopey. He looks like the Seven Wharves Dopey, like, but like obviously an aged version without the fucking little Dopey hat. But he looks like he could, he could be Dopey in Disneyland. Blue eyes, white hair. But like he's got the old man like long, long ears, like the hanging, sagging long man ears. Yeah. The only th you know what those ears aren't hanging as low as? His balls. 
That is accurate. Wait, yeah. where's my where's my game show buzzer noise? <laughs> uh, or, or ringer, yeah. Um, when we were in Flagstaff, I don't know. I maybe I ex I expected the Walmart because we went to the Walmart I think twice, when, mm -hmm. once or twice when we were out there, and I expected it because you know I didn't expect the same uh, ambiance, the same uh, crowd at the at the Walmart. I I, I just hoped for better. <laughs> Out of Flagstaff, Arizona, but it was kind of it's kind of the same, you know. Everywhere you go, I guess, uh, just the people that hang out at Walmart are the same, you know. That Walmart was actually not bad as Walmart's go. Like you're never you're never gonna go into a Walmart and be like, wow, the clientele here is so sophisticated. Like, look at all the Armani that we're seeing and and the the Rolex watches. Like, no, like that that's not gonna happen in a Walmart. But it can get much, much, much worse than that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it could. What you know, there was that. Uh, they had that. Um, I forget what the fucking name of it was, but it was basically in lieu of like a a watchtower with like a security guard on it. They had like these this weird piece of equipment on wheels that had like a, it would like it hovered, like I had like a telescoping camera. Oh, it, for the the traffic, yeah. Well, it was like it was more like uh, not parking enforcement. It was more like security of the parking. Like there were you know, so someone got their car jacked you know at least there was a camera catching it all or something and but it had like a it had like a pre-recorded fucking something that kind of kept repeating over and over again I, I don't remember exactly what it said but it was like oh shit you know i hope my car don't get broken into i had all my shit in there i just remember still the the uh the walmart that i went to in the southern part of north carolina where and this was definitely a, l a little bit of an elitist mindset maybe but i just remember standing in the line where i'm like are like we all like the same species? Like, what is going on? Because there, there are these like people with like hunched backs. I'm like, I've got like five fingers. I don't think that guy does. Like, what's happening? It was, mm -hmm. it was crazy. Just, just looking around. It was there were. I'm trying to be mean, but this is just honest. There was like a lot of deformities. Like people were very short. Just, just being able to sort of stand with like a mostly upright posture and like having like all functional limbs and everything like was really a standout at that Walmart. I was like, holy fuck. This is nuts. So apparently, this guy goes to the same Walmart. Like that's his, uh, that's his spot to show his junk. That's that's cool. That's good to know. <laughs> I mean, that would have been one of the more entertaining things because that was the other thing culturally that fucking tripped me out when I was down there. I remember asking him like, "Well, so what do you do in this town?" And they're like, "Yeah, go. You go to the Walmart." I'm like, uh, "Okay." And then what? And they're like, "No, you just go to the Walmart." I'm like, "Cause it, uh, for entertainment value." That's what I was asking. And I was like, huh, I guess that makes sense. There's probably not a lot to... So that was what they would do. They would just go to, like, the Walmart parking lot and People hang watch. out. People watch, probably. I, I guess. I never <laughs> I never went along on one of those expeditions, but that was, like, the A number one pastime in that town was going to the Walmart. Go tailgating. You just, you know, take your barbecue grill out there, drink a few beers, and just people watch. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, well, especially at that Walmart, it's like... You know what? We might have like not have a, a a big fancy zoo like the cities, but we got the people at this Walmart. It's <laughs> fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Walmart in Florida, particularly, you might get a you might get a, a date out of it if you're an older woman. Some 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 dude might show you his junk. So that was it for this week in Florida, man. Moving on. Next segment we got is Ask Reddit. 
we uh, we we kind of like impromptu came up with these questions, or I shouldn't say we didn't do our research. I didn't do my research. We just came up with these questions, um, you know, 30 minutes ago or so. The question I liked right away: What's the dumbest thing you thought was true when you were a kid? Aaron, do you have an answer? Yeah, I thought like high school was important. I thought there was a correlation between. Let me let me rephrase. I thought there was a correlation between how well you did in high school and how smart you were. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I remember you know, middle school, like high school. I was like, I can't. I guess I'm not that smart. Like I don't, because I I really had a lot of trouble getting motivated or focusing in a lot of those classes, and like I didn't do particularly well. And then it really confused me then when we all had to take the SATs, and I got much better scores than most of my classmates. I'm like, I don't, I thought I wasn't smart, but somehow I got better scores than all of them. Like what's going on? And then I realized much later, oh, like high school, it's more if you can kind of work through the system, if you can kind of check all the boxes, like stay on task. It's, it's uh, less about intelligence, more about just following the rules. Yeah, I'd say I, I believe the same. I used to think the same thing too. And then, and then yeah, you graduate, you know, and then you and I, we both got our degrees. We get out, we're like, now we're looking back. And like, yeah, high school kind of was kind of pointless for people like you and I. It, was, it, may, it may have served a purpose for um, other people, but, you know, I think I could have, you know, it was cool to make friends, but high school was dumb. I'm, I would guess this probably something didn't that did not happen at your school, but it happened at my school a lot was uh and this would this would be you know like a hashtag you know thing that like white suburban parents do there were a lot of these like super entitled kids where they wouldn't get a good grade and then their parents would like call to complain to the school and then mm-hmm. put pressure on the teacher and they'd end up changing grades or it wasn't always that dramatic but that shit happened a lot yeah my parents were like no no like we're not <laughs> hands off like you go take care of your business and we're not this isn't something for us to get involved in. I, I actually had, there was one class that I did take that I wish my parents would have interjected and done something about it, but they, they weren't like that. They weren't like the type to no. get involved. They weren't PTA. They weren't any of that shit. So they, you know, there's, yeah, there's one class. I was like, the fucking teacher was an idiot. She was useless. She was gone for forever. She was on some kind of sabbatical, quote unquote sabbatical. And when she came back from it, she's like, here's this test. And like, Nobody passed it, and that, you know, resulted in me getting a C. I was like, what the fuck? This bitch is gone the entire semester, makes us take this test. We don't know. We're not prepared. Anyway, I I wish my parents got – that would have been the one scenario where I wish they would have gotten involved. Same for – well, so not not for a specific instance like that, but I didn't even know this was a thing at the time. I don't think my parents did either because, like I said, they were kind of hands-off. But my school district had something called an IEP. Which, when I found out, because I worked for at a high school in that school district uh, the year after I got out of college, and IEP stands for Individual Education Plan, where, you know, for some for some of it was for kids who had like behavioral disabilities or uh, learning disabilities or things like that, but it was basically for kids that just were not going to do well in like the standard curriculum where you they'd actually kind of figure out like a more uh, individualized plan for that kid to try to help them get through school. And I was like, fuck, wait, that, that was it. I, I could have done that. Holy hmm. fuck. That would have been awesome. Cause I still remember when I was a little kid in, um, elementary school, they, they gave us like, like one of the standardized reading tests. And I think I must've just been bored as fuck. And I didn't 
like finish it or pay attention, but they thought I didn't know how to read. <laughs> so they, you know, and this is like second grade, maybe or third grade. So they sent me, there was, they, they put, you know, for briefly, they put me in this, this class where it was like for all these little kids that didn't, you know, had learning disabilities, like, you know, they are uh, dyslexic or whatever. So the books were really simple, but they would go, you know, send me for an hour where I just got to go read books I'm like, this is the fucking greatest thing ever. I'd be so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I get to leave this stupid classroom and just go read books. And then like, I would finish the book like in 10 minutes because I could read. And then I'd be like, can I have another book? Like, can I have a better one? And so after, <laughs> I only got to do it for a month because after a month, like the, the teacher was like, yeah, he can read fine. <laughs> like, uh-huh. He doesn't need to be in there. And I had to go back. I was so sad. But, but I didn't realize I could I just have that for like my whole high school career. That'd have been awesome. Yeah, I was gonna go off on another tangent, but we'll 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 get back to to ask Reddit. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I used to think. So you, you know, how, like there's black and white photos and black and white film. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to think that the world was black and white, and that at some point it like went to color. Like, I, I understand the difference between, like, those are just, that was just how photos were taken were in black and white. Yeah. I used to think the world was in black and white, like in fucking Wizard of Oz or something like that. Uh, and then I grew up. <laughs> but but that, that was the dumbest thing I thought when I was a kid. Some of the other answers to uh, what's the dumbest thing you thought when was true when you were a kid on Reddit are... Adults are happy is the first answer. Oh, that's a that's a good one in general. Just that like adults like know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That adults have it all together. They get it all figured out. That they're all happy. And then you become an adult. You're like, oh yeah, that's pr-. you know what's f- shattered that is the internet. That just ruined that completely, right? Because it, being old, that used to really have significance because you couldn't just look something up on your phone real quick. Like having age and knowledge and experience meant a lot yeah. but there's also i think a lot of adults who'd be like why is the sky blue and they would just make some bullshit up and you're like oh yeah they know of course they yeah. know that and now they'd say something like suspicious and you're just gonna google and you're like no you're fucking full of shit grandpa <laughs> yeah uh the second answer is actually kind of the same as the first one that growing up was cool um no <laughs> yeah no more more shit to do you you know that's the biggest one. Oh, when you're an adult then you'll have all this freedom it's like no it actually it doesn't seem like it but in a lot of ways you have way more freedom when you're a little kid yeah the, the responsibilities are like shackles another answer is my mom convinced me that, i like mum mum oh they're british my mum convinced me that there was a chocolate pipe running under the road next to the cake factory in town i grew up in as a kid, I loved this idea. I would tell the kids in school to the point everyone believed it. it was until years later I got a job and at said cake factory. Really excited to see this chocolate pipe until I found out my whole life I'd been a lie. <laughs> so thought it was like Willy Wonka or some shit. That's funny. This is actually, you know, this goes along with, with kind of the, the whole thing about making jokes. I remember when I was, so this was, I was probably late middle school, maybe. So it was maybe after eighth grade. I went to the Penn State wrestling camp. There were so there and there were, so there were two guys who were older than me. They were a year older, and but I knew them from my my middle school wrestling team, and they also happened to be there. So we were hanging out, and we were at the Penn State cafeteria. And it, as you might know, there there was a very famous football coach from Penn State named Joe Paterno, mm-hmm. um, who we don't have to go into why he's not a famous football coach anymore and, and what happened with him. But the, at the cafeteria, there was an ice cream flavor called Peachy Paterno. That was, it was just, they, you know, it's Penn State. They just, yeah, yeah. they had peach ice cream. They wanted to give it a cute name. 
And, uh, and yeah, this kid, Mike Bickle, oh, who I guess is probably a grown man now, I hope, uh, maybe not, but he, he, was, he wanted some ice cream. He's like, oh, what is that ice cream flavor? And the lady in line was so indignant. She's like, it said peachy paterno, like angry. And we were like, what? Whoa. What the fuck? And so like, they're just like riffing on it. Like he just keeps going, oh, it said peachy paterno, like the whole way walking back to the, you know, the dorms. And, and, then, and then he's like, what, what, did, what did she think? Like, do you, do you think like I majored in ice cream or something? You can't do that. And then, I, and then I, but this is part of the, I always had such a dry delivery. I'm like, I was like, yeah, man, of course you can major in ice cream. Like, how do you think Ben and Jerry's learned how to make all those flavors? <laughs> and, but they thought I was dead serious. And they're like, no, you can't major in ice cream, Aaron. And I'm like, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, they figured out. I can't remember what the flavor was. It was like one of the craziest Ben and Jerry flavors. I'm like, I think that takes an advanced degree. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you, you know, they did. And and finally, I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm kidding. I didn't mean you can actually major in ice cream. And like, you were so serious defending your point. Now you're just gonna back you out because you figured out you're wrong. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I just I, that always stuck out because I was like, man, I think I made a good joke, and and I keep trying to give them more and more breadcrumbs to figure out it's a joke, and it's just not, it's not working. Oh well. <laughs> One more answer on Reddit: that the song "Final Countdown" by Europe was the actual national anthem for Europe, <laughs> the continent. <laughs> so someone believed that as a kid. That's awesome. It's turned out to be a good question. Good job picking it, Armando. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to keep it funny and light and dumb. Another question on Ask Reddit. What's a big culture shock that you experienced when you visited another visited another place or country? You you, you got something? I God, now I'm thinking because like one of the funnier ones I had was like at the goddamn Walmart. <laughs> that was definitely a culture shock when I'm like, "What do you do for fun here?" And they said, "Go to the Walmart." I'm like, "Holy shit! I'm in a different world right now." That was definitely a a, a big one. And I'm trying, I'm trying to think though, like, cause now, now that last question is so much fun. Like I want to keep it light. I don't want to go into like real, like heavy ones. I do remember the first time I was in LA and like, I, I, I don't remember where the party was, but I met someone who was like an illegal immigrant and he was like, chill, he was just chilling, like hiding in the house. And he's like, yeah, I'm illegal. Like, and he, he's, he, I mean, I think there's probably a much lighter tone then than there is now. I think people now would be like, don't, don't tell. Yeah, keep it to yourself, bud. But like he was just he was, that one that dude was really cool. He was having a fun time, and to me though the idea I'm like what there's a, it's like a I'm at a real live illegal immigrant. This is fucking awesome. Like <laughs> they actually they actually exist exist. Well, and yeah, I mean I knew they they existed, but there there's definitely a lot less of that in uh, you know in the Philadelphia area. You know we we were talking about that too. Like we um F- philadelphia is not a very white city people are actually the minority or white people are the minority in philadelphia i think it's only like 30 something percent white people but it's a it's like a lot of black people and there are puerto ricans but you know no, no nowhere near the number of hispanic people that there are in la and like culturally puerto ricans are also a little bit different so like i had a friend who was puerto rican but um that was like a like kind of like a night culture shock because I I've talked to you off air too. Like a lot of the people in LA, I didn't really vibe with, but like out of everyone I met in LA, I think I actually liked the Hispanic culture like the most because it seemed like way more like family community oriented, which um, always seemed it just seemed cool to me like that that aspect. So I do remember meeting that my first illegal immigrant and being excited. I'm like fucking <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm I'm making real LA experiences. This is what we came here for. 
to meet illegal immigrants. I, uh, I've, I'm not very traveled, so it's kind of hard for me to come up with something. But I guess I could. I've only been to like Mexico. Like that's the only other country I've been to. I've rarely traveled like to other states within the U.S. You know, even just moving out of SoCal was kind of a moving here for sure is a fucking big like eye opener. How so? Well, you know, for for sure, like I just, I I think I've talked to you about this. How people here are, generally, most people here are pleasant. I I know I know you've mentioned like when you first came out here, how like some stranger was walking across the street and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" And you felt kind of weird, like well, like you're talking to me. Like I I still get some people being like that polite to me especially at work i'm so used to like like la like everywhere i've worked in southern california like it's almost like everybody hates being there like they're you know they can be nice you know there's moments where people are, are polite and nice to each other kind caring but for the most part like the people i work with like all like so far they all generally seem like good people and they actually like they actually care to help our customers which is a weird thing for me it's like that's that's a shock to me like it in la um it's 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 kind of very what's the word uh transactional is that the problem yeah you know it's transactional is kind of like superficial yeah everyone's like 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 everyone's out to kind of get something in exchange whatever if they're being polite it's like like what are you trying to get at like what do you what are you trying to get from me it's it's so it's weird coming out here it's I don't, I get zero of that from everyone I've met. I mean, I've gone, yesterday I, I uh, went to like, I don't know, four or five garage sales and I went to like a flea market and like everyone I bought shit from at these, at whatever garage sales, just super, super nice, polite. Like, like I'll mention to someone like, oh yeah, I'm new into town. Like, oh my God, where are you from? And then we'll start up a fucking conversation that I'm like, what the hell? That does not happen in LA. No, on it's. I think maybe I've gotten more used to it, but it's even like little shit. I when people say like, "Oh, I hope you have a good day here," like, I think I feel like they actually mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I I do that too. Like, I sometimes in the past I might say something like that, like "Have a good day," but I'm like that's because that's just what you're supposed to say to like end this interaction so I can get the fuck out of here. But then like people say like, well, "There's like a, a richness sometimes." We're like, "Yeah, I hope you have a good day." And I'm like, I think they meant that. Yeah, you know what? I hope you have a good day too. It is. It is sort of that like positive energy where I think it gets transferred a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I hope, I hope, I hope that like uh I can carry that um momentum, that I guess energy momentum with like the people I meet, like the strangers I meet. Cause I'm so I'm so not used to it that I don't want to feel I don't want to come off like as a like I don't want to come off as a foreign person. I want to like blend in people like, oh yeah, this is another one of these good dudes that were part of this community. Um, so it, it does require a little bit of effort, but it, you know, it's not, it's actually not that hard to do when people are genuinely nice to, you know, to yeah. you, you know, um, it makes it a lot easier to, to actually be nice and polite and yeah, I mean, traffic, you know, like driving to and from work and what have you, like people aren't like, it's, it doesn't feel as much as a rat, rat race. People aren't like generally speaking, like cutting you off and just being a dick. Um, it, I'm sure it happens. But, like, people out here are just, you know, driving, polite, like, letting you through if you put your blinkers on and what have you. Like, that doesn't happen in L.A. In L.A., it's like, fuck you. You're in my way. I'm trying to go over there, and I'm going to cut you off. It's just, it's, so, they're, like, moving out here is, is uh, it feels really good to, um, like, uh, it's easier to be the person I want to be 
out here. Does that make sense? Like, it, yeah. it's it's hard to do that in LA with the the certain energies. And there are good people in LA. I don't want to, I don't want to general, you know, stereotype. There's, you know, everyone in LA is assholes. Um, I, I'm fortunate enough to have have had really good friends out there that, um, you know, good people. But you know, a lot of people are are dicks, are assholes out there. I, I mean, let me put it this way. I'd say I'm, I'm, I dislike most people in general. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm an antisocial dick sometimes. Yeah. So, like, if, let, let's, I'm not, not going to, don't hold me to this, but let's say if, like, I dislike 80% of people just in general, it's probably, like, in the low to mid-90s of percent of people in L.A. that I disliked. Okay, gotcha. I, so, I don't know if it's that high. I don't know if I'm that yeah. cynical and, and terrible of a human being. But, you know, that was just sort of the... The, the the gist of, of kind of the way I felt about LA. But when I did think about it, I was like, oh, all my fondest memories, like I, I do remember, and it was, a, it was a lot of a lot of just probably the events like through your family where I got to see like that more community aspect. Because I remember at first when I got to LA, I was like, man, like people, they're very like standoffish, just like you said, transactional. It's like, what, what can you do for me? Like I don't, you know, that kind of feeling. And then I felt like a lot of people were like self-absorbed. Like it was just all about you know yeah yeah how does this relate to me yeah yeah and and then you know I think it felt very different when I went to some of the kind of events and stuff kind of around your family where like that was a different slice of culture than I'd experienced and I did like that so not to shit on all people from LA <laughs> <laughs> yeah again there are some hidden gems out there <laughs> LA fuck you fuck you Manda your family's cool fuck you. <laughs> That was uh, that was Ask Reddit. There's like, let me read out some some of the so the answers on Ask Reddit by by redditors are pretty long. So I'll just pick like two because they're 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 paragraph long uh, paragraphs long. Um, <clears throat> the first one is I was in Myodong, Myodong, South Korea in the spring and it was raining. the The Myodong bus stop to the airport has no shelter it's just on the side of the road but when it rains somebody i'm guessing the nearby store owners leave umbrellas for the bus goers to use which the bus goers use and leave hanging on the rail railing when they board the bus there were so many pretty umbrellas hung along the railing that nobody stole them they were just there for anyone to use and that was a huge shock for me that is kind of cool like there are parts i've i've seen or read of like parts in asia how like they're just so, generally speaking, like very polite, very clean, like polite. It's almost, it's almost uh, like taboo to be impolite. Like, does yeah. that make sense? Like, it's like you, you, it's it's a forced politeness, but it's you know, it's 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 cool. Well, I, I think it's the mindset, and too, because like I know Japan is, is really like this, where I, I think they they kind of look a lot bigger picture. Like in, in the states, we do have like a very individualistic view. And, and, you know, kind of what we're talking about, maybe it's even like more so like that in Los Angeles, but you know, there's, there's that like a rugged American individualism, like you can elevate yourself. But like, I think in Japan, they just look at things much more from a community perspective Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, but if I cut this person off then that's going to screw this up. And like, they're looking at the whole, you know, if you're trying to drive in Japan, it's like, well, yeah, but how do we make this whole road and this whole flow of traffic the best possible, not just how do I get yeah. there the fastest. So there's something good to be said about not co- not communism as a political belief system, but there's something good to be said about having that kind of frame of mind of being like, what's good for the better of the community? 
you know, it is, there are good parts of it too. Well, and I, I don't think Japan, uh, Japan is, is communist. Anymore. I know China is still right. They, they, yeah, there's still a communist party in China and Jap- Japan, like world war two, they're definitely fascist for sure. They're part of that, that whole axis with, uh, um, Germany and, and, and whatnot, but I don't, I don't know if they still are. That'd be interesting. I yeah. I for for both of us, I, I feel like that might be the biggest culture shock is going over to Asia because I've been through all of U.S. and I've seen you know some some Hispanic culture and I've seen um, you know two what two three different countries in Europe. It's like I'm like okay, I kind of see how this vibe is a little bit different. Europe didn't feel that much different to me, but I feel like Asia, man, that's like a whole different world. Yeah, I want to go. I I've always wanted to go Japan and Spain. Those are like two. Two big ones that I wanted to go check out. Another answer on Reddit. Being in Japan, seeing vending machines everywhere, and even ordering food at a vending machine in a noodle restaurant. Then you go sit in a booth with a curtain in front of you, and they pass your food through the curtain, and they close the blinds. Strange, but not a bad experience. Just different. Also, the jet lag of an opposite time zone can be brutal. All right. Um, oh, wait. That reminds me. I haven't I haven't been doing my making friends on Twitter. i got to start that back up. I've yeah. just been busy. Uh, doing like a lot of all this like remodeling and stuff because I don't know in 2021 how much time I'll, I'll have left to do that. That's a whole a whole different thing. But I, I did reply to, I'm seeing if I can find exactly what I said, but there's a, a comedian, Mark Norman, who, who had a tweet that said, oh, he deleted it. Ooh. He deleted, Mark Norman, what the fuck? It was, it was, um, something, something about like, like, uh, robots are replacing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what profession it was, and, and he's like, and he's like, this was written by such and such profession, and then I wrote dot dot dot, and truckers, and fast food employees, and sex workers (parentheses in Japan) dot dot dot. I heard, <laughs> and it was funny because like I made that joke, and then I'm like, okay, are there actually robot sex workers in Japan? Let me look this up. Oh, yep, yes, there are. Apparently, there are robot brothels you can go to in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I I know that I mean it's just it's just the evolution of that, right? Because there's always been, there's always been there used to be plastic blow up dolls, and now they make these fucking things like super realistic, you know. And then the next step is just to make them AI, you know. <laughs> I was I was unaware of that that facet of the culture, but I just know Japan is they're they're just a very sort of straightforward, like very regimented culture, kind of on the front end, and then. They got some weird kink on the back end. And I was like, I fucking Japan. If any place would have robot sex workers, it would be Japan. I got a question for you. Would you fuck a robot if the AI was like super, super authentic? Oh, we're, ta- we're talking like next level. Like- yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, like barely distinguishable from being human, but like, but you know, it's a robot. Uh, so now, so cause now we're like in Westworld territory. Have you, have you seen her? The movie with no. uh, Joaquin. Okay. I did see see Westworld. I haven't seen that. And I played a game called well, it was barely a game, but it was called Detroit Become Human, where you do go to a, a synth. They, I think they call them synths. I can't remember, but like a synth brothel. Uh, would I? I mean, are, are these things sentient? Like, do they have feelings? No, they're robots. They're just robots. Like, so so it's basically like, would I use? A really, 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 really advanced masturbator, like a super, yeah. like super high. This is like flesh, the flesh point, like sixty nine point Yeah. <laughs> Would I use a flashlight in sixty nine point I'm gonna say I used flashlight one more than <laughs> once. So like probably, I guess. Oh my 
I go. tried it out. You know, what? I've never tried the flashlight, but I think the yeah, I a hundred percent. If it, if there was like a robot, <laughs> the robot that was like super uh, um, authentic, believable, could, you know, I would I would absolutely. I told that story in the podcast, didn't I? Um, the flashlight story. I think I, so. I I, you know what? If I did, I'll I'll, I'll just refresh your memory. Uh, it was the, the the time I tried it. I was I don't know. It, it was like very close to when Christian Ballarker's wedding was. Um, and <laughs> I never used one before. And like, I, so it was, it was after, it was after the wedding and I, I, for whatever reason I saw one, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to, you know what? <laughs> Girls have, have dildos. I'm going to give this shit a try, whatever. <laughs> and I tried it and I left it in the bathroom and my roommate was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, don't, we're never going to speak about this again. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. And I threw it away. Wait, you left it in the, in the, in your, in your room, in your dorm room? In the bathroom. No, no, no. This was after Christian Bollocker's wedding. Oh, okay, so we're okay, out of, okay. You're an adult. You have a, we're out of college. Gotcha. Yeah. I was, this was, I was, so I was in Cleveland and I just threw it away. I'm like, we'll just never talk about this again. And then, and he's like, all right, whatever. But then like later he starts asking me, he's like, cause we had a third roommate. He's like, fucking, can you believe Dave left that in the bathroom? <laughs> like what the fuck? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, God, God damn it. Like. I can't blame this on Dave because it's that's one of those where if you like if you get that deep into a lie, like eventually it's gonna come yeah, out yeah. and it's gonna be fifty times more embarrassing. I'm like, God damn it, I have to fess up at least sort of. And but so what I actually said, I'm like, no, that wasn't Dave's, it was mine. And then I'm like, how could I, I I think now I would just be like, Yeah, that was mine, I'm a dumbass, I'm sorry. Uh don't worry. <laughs> I'm not gonna leave that in the bathroom again. And but at the time I was super embarrassed, and what I said was I got that at Christian Bollocker's bachelor party, and I, I just wanted to try it out. <laughs> it was like a fucking uh, a wedding gift. It was like it was like a yeah, and I'm like I wasn't even part of the wedding. Like we didn't even show up at the uh, at the service, did we? We were just there for the for the reception. Yeah, I don't think they had. Yeah, they had a service. No, they did. We fucked up. We <laughs> we got we like we were late, and then we got lost, and and then we showed up. But yeah, I, I blame that on. Uh, on, on Christian Bollocker, which, which I'm, I'm like, you know, I think anytime you do something that embarrassed, you just completely fess up, honestly, on the on the front end, and it's like way, way easier. Like, yep, wanted to stick my dick in some silicone and see what it felt like. Um, I give it a four out of ten. Not that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what else to say. I guess I just want to kind of give a little more update since it's been like... Uh I don't know, two, three weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, I'd say I'm like 25 to 35% moved in. I have a lot more shit in LA. Fortunately for me, Uncle Sam's giving me some money back because fucking taxes and shit. So there goes a big chunk of my Uncle Sam money. I'm going to get the rest of my stuff from LA here. But I'm here now and it's it's all been good. Uh, dealing with snow and cold and all that shit's been... Uh, it's not been as hard as I thought it was going to be. I just, you know, fortunately, I just have a bunch of jackets and beanies and crap. So that's kind of cool. I wish <laughs> there should be a guide like made for like people moving into Colorado from, I guess, Southern California. Like for, for like me, I wish there was like something to, to read like, hey, you should know this. For example, like the other day I'm like getting into my truck and like, oh, shit, the windshield's all fucking iced over. So I'm like already running late to work. I had, luckily, there was like this tool inside the uh, the truck to scrape all the the ice and bullshit off the the windshield. But it's like, you know, little things like that that like people that are from Colorado or from from a a, a colder part of the country are kind of used to. They take for granted, 
And my dumb ass is like, fucking stupid Californian. I just couldn't. I was like laughing. I was laughing and smiling on my way to work, running all late, like fucking idiot. I wish I would have known this shit. And there's next level stuff to that. I mean, this one, I've, I've never had to do this, but for like really cold places, I think this is like a Wisconsin thing. Mm-hmm. During the winter, every night, they will take the battery out of their car because it gets so cold that the fucking battery will freeze. Wow. So like they disconnect the battery and they just pop it back in in the morning so they can go. Crazy. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, so this, this is another he- fun heads up. I, this is the time uh, of the year that Denver gets hailstorms. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. Usually they don't crack windshields. Sometimes they will. And there, there's a lot of like little like dents. But it seems like you, that's not something you'd be as worried about. Yeah. Well, maybe because I'll be, you know, driving a truck, visiting customers and what have you pretty soon. Yeah. But it's not your, you like, there's for some some people who want to have fancy cars, especially in apartments. Oh. Like, there's a big premium for covered parking because mm-hmm. you don't want to have like a, a you know ninety thousand dollar like sports car or whatever, and then get it ding the fuck up by by hail, which yeah. will will happen. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I remember the first time I was out here, and we were coaching lacrosse, and it was you know and it was spring, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't super cold. It seemed like a normal day, and all of a sudden like. Like the weather shifts, like in the span of an hour, it gets darker, and there's just these huge balls of hail start falling from the sky, and we're all like running for shelter. I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> this is crazy. You're like, no, this just happens in the spring here. But that's another thing you just kind of uh, got me thinking about, and I, I've heard it from you, I've heard it from other people, I've heard it from Bollocker, I've heard it like how Colorado weather can be very crazy. It's like fucking, uh, it's like uh, uh, bipolar, it's crazy. The other day, it's like fucking, it's, it was raining, and then it started turning into like a, a light snow, and then like within like an hour or two, like it kind of cleared up, and it got to the point, because I was doing something, I forgot what the fuck I was doing, but I was like sweating, I was like hot, I decided to take my fucking jacket off, and then it got cold again, so I got, you know, so yeah, the, the weather here is very, very bipolar, but I like it, it's cool, it's it just, that little bit of unpredictability makes it kind of kind of fun i don't know for me at least i don't it might not be everybody's cup of tea but i i I enjoy it (laughs) it makes it fun adventurous out here we went to boulder a couple weeks ago or a week ago right kevin was out here kevin now our brother yeah um was in town his uh his mama lives lives in Louisville, uh north uh west of denver yep um we had lunch with him in boulder never been to boulder before that was kind of cool so yeah I'm, i'm getting I'm getting to explore a little bit, not not full throttle Armando exploring, but but I I'm enjoying everything that I'm doing so far. Yeah, well, when we get a chance, I mean, I would I would definitely love to go uh, hiking and show you some of my, sure. my favorite trails because sure. I, I also I mean, depending on how things play out, looks like I'm gonna get. My hope is I get at least two, if not maybe three, surgeries this year. So I might be out of commission for just long stretches of time. Some like fuck before that happens. Um, because the, the the plan plan right now, this little, little update is, I've got one last doctor's appointment on Tuesday, and then unless he tells me like, oh, these are uh, international organ thieves and they're gonna uh, drug you and you're gonna wake up in a, a bathtub in like Slovakia with your kidney missing, I'm, pr- I'm probably gonna schedule a surgery in Germany six to eight weeks out from from next week. Oh shit! So like. That one, that's a little bit quicker of a recovery. You know, I think I think I'd probably be able to go hiking, walk around, probably 
a couple months after that surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then my, my real hope is definitely to get a hip surgery as well. And I, I don't know how long it would be before I could go hiking, but it would probably be like five or six months before yeah. I could run um, or, or, or jog any distance. Because they... I man, I was watching this this surgery on on YouTube when I couldn't sleep, like watching them build this whole whole new bit of cartilage from, uh, you know, tissue hor- uh, harvested from a dead body. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want in my hip. My hip is hurt longer than you've known me. Like every minute that you've ever known me, my hip has been hurting. I'm like, that would be awesome if that could just stop happening. Uh, I went for, I forgot to tell you this, I went for a run. This is the first run since our Flagstaff uh, half marathon that I did. I went from here, right, literally out my front door, around the 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 widest circumference of Belmar Park and, and back. And it was about two and a half miles. I died. I was dying. My my nose was doing the same thing it was doing. it to, to, not, to the, not to the same degree as Flagstaff, but my nose was like running and like I it was it was kind of difficult to to breathe. I gotta get used to that. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I gotta get used to that more because because I wanna I wanna continue running. I didn't want it to be all this build up, do a half marathon and then not do it ever again. Like I wanna continue doing, you know, five, seven, nine miles um jogging every other day and just kinda adjust to the the uh, elevation and what have you. But uh but yeah, it was well, cool. Fuck, let's let's figure out some some times to go hiking because that would probably be a good bridge, mm-hmm. where, this, especially if, if it's a steeper you know incline a little bit harder trail that that's gonna work your lungs some, but it, it's just much easier I think on a hike to kind of work your way through that than it is on a run, and then yeah I mean maybe you know I'm sure by the time if not well before. I'm I'm going off to Germany. You'll be more acclimated from those hikes and, and ready to run. Yeah, for sure. How about you, sir? Anything else you want to mention, update the degenerates with? I think that was good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, apologies for there, these these fucking sporadic gaps between episodes. But, hey, Mondo's got a lot of things going on. Jaffe's got a lot of things going on. We'll try to make them more regular. Uh, from here on out Um, but thank you guys for listening we'll talk to you guys next week question mark bye (laughs) no for sure for sure hey everyone mondo here i just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast we know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on please share our podcast like and subscribe follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz whether you love us hate us agree with our opinions or disagree we still love you